I V M. Welcome to episode 33 of Edges and Sledges. We're here again after last week's episode. I've got Ashwin in Toronto, I think, from the look of the background. Right. DJ in London and, and uh, of course, me in Singapore. So this week, we've got some interesting topics to talk about. But I think first, we're in the innings break right now of the India-West Indies third T20. A dead rubber, a game that does not really mean much. I think majority of India's bowlers are rested, so much so that Chehel is one of the spearhead bowlers today and really kind of walking with a certain swagger on the field, given he's the second senior most uh, bowler in the team today. Yeah, so so let's talk a little bit about the India-West Indies series. Ashwin, thoughts on, on it so far? I mean, Carl Hooper was in the commentary box and it was great to see him first time. I think he's commentating. Thoughts on the T20s so far? Yeah, I mean, the truth is I was looking at it to try to figure out and it's now the 11th of November as we record this. And the series against West Indies started on the 28th of September. So it's been, you know, a month and almost a month and a half really that we've been playing against them. Look, I thought that the test matches were essentially a good opportunity for India to get some, for Kohli to get some runs under his belt in the test, in, in the test format and for India to try out a couple of new players, etc. The ODIs did in the middle get pretty exciting. I mean, last week you talked about some of your rants and some of the frustration you had, but the ODIs got pretty exciting for a little while in the middle, especially when there was a tight game and then West Indies victory. But the T20s, the first two games, again, aside that our T20 World Cup champions, I think, in both the men's and women's game, led by Carlos Brathwaite, who took them to victory against England, kind of shows you... I think the importance of, A, some of the marquee players, there's no Gale, there's no Russell, and there's politics that leave them out. But B, also what the skipper Darren Sammy contributed to them back in the, when they were in the World T20. So a little bit disappointing overall, but I can't say we didn't expect it. I think this was partly to be predicted in an India-West Indies series. And I think now most of us as India fans are just looking forward to the Australia series for the most part. Yeah, that's right. Only 10 days to go for the Australia series. Interestingly, they've they've kept out some of the key players, but they've still not rested Rohit and Dhawan. Two points, DJ, on that. One is, why are Rohit and Dhawan still playing? I mean, it's clear. Why are other guys not getting practice? And the second is, why is Rishabh Pant not keeping? I mean, the whole point is this youngster who, who you want in the team to fill a certain slot and be the next keeper in eight months' time. He's in the eleven playing as a batsman. I don't know. Somehow it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I agree with that. It's it's slightly baffling when you see Rishabh Pant out in the outfield, running around after the ball and DK keeping wicket. I mean, I think the whole idea would have been to give Rishabh Pant a shot. And Shikhar and Rohit not being rested, I suppose there's a certain logic to Shikhar continuing to play because he won't be playing the test matches. And I suppose Rohit is kind of the stand-in for Virat, uh, second in command. So, I suppose there is a certain logic to that. But leaving Rishabh Pant out in the outfield, I, I don't understand why that's being done. I think we spoke about this last week and I think we all had our views on whether Dhoni should play the World Cup and whether Pant should replace him. But it looks like Pant isn't going to be taking the gloves for the World Cup in in the near future. So I I think they're just giving him some game time at the moment. Fair enough. So I I guess interesting wrap-up. I think whatever happens today, India has had a successful series against West Indies, like we said. I, I really hope Rohit and Dhawan get out early today. I want to see Pandey, Rishabh Pant, Rahul, DK and Krunal bat. And of course, I did want to say just my two cents worth. I think out of the all-rounder slot where, you know, you're talking about Pandya, Jadir and, and Krunal, 
I actually think Krunal is the best batsman. So I really hope he gets a bit more of a, a chance. Um, yeah, I think he's... I, I like his approach to batting. I think he's uh, active on the field. He's got a, a useful kind of left-arm spin option. So Krunal has, I think, done well. And it'll be interesting uh, to see him in the Australia T20s as well. So that's that's kind of a little bit of a wrap-up of India-West Indies. There's, By the way, there's a lot of cricket going on right now. There's, you know, uh, Bangladesh, Zimbabwe, there's Pakistan, New Zealand, and the IHC uh, Women's T20 World Cup. It's, it's almost hard to keep up. But just a quick one from my side, the Australia-South Africa 3 ODI series has just ended in Australia. I think one key takeaway for me is I, I was shocked to see the stadiums empty. I don't know if that's a factor of just Smith and Warner. I don't know if that's a factor of maybe maybe Australians need a break from this from cricket. It's surprising. I've never seen stadiums so empty, and for probably two of the top four teams in world cricket today. So, anyway, on on that, I think uh, South Africa has kind of really taken the opportunity. I think they've played extremely well. They won the series two one. The the middle game, Australia kind of pulled it back. They won by I think seven runs. But today, I think few standout performances for me was really David Miller. You know, we've been talking about him, I think, for the last five years based on his IPL performance for Punjab in one or two seasons. He came really good today, 139 of 108, FAF 125 of 114. And again, another guy who I personally like watching a lot is, a lot is Sean Marsh. When, when Sean Marsh gets going, I think, I think he's great to watch, right? He hits the ball so cleanly, hits it literally out of the park. So I think... Interesting performances. Stoinis seems to be doing well. But overall, I guess good for India that Australia lost this series. And in 10 days, they got to get their, you know, pull up their socks, get their act together. So, Australia, South Africa, that's that's a little bit of a wrap-up. Let's talk a little bit also about the, the Women's World Cup. DJ, I know you've been following it a little bit with the latest India match. Talk us through Harmanpreet Kaur's innings a little bit. Yeah, so India versus New Zealand. The women's teams clashed in the opener for India. Uh, I think it was in St. Lucia. And India was kind of floundering at about 60 for three. Some interesting moves in the batting order. So Harmanpreet actually comes into bat at number five. She's the captain as well. And it's 60 for three and she runs a two and kind of collapses. She's got some stomach cramps and things and it's hot and humid. So that's not big help. And then there comes a point at which he just goes ballistic. And I mean, if you guys watch that innings, it is as good as anything you will see in the men's game or the women's game. Across both formats, it's just fantastic, clean hitting. Some of those sixes would have cleared grounds in Australia. There was one, I think, that was 85 metres long. There was wow. one, uh, th- there were mostly kind of 80 metres long sixes, not just over mid-wicket, where you think that just hiking across the line, it, it going over mid-wicket. These were over extra cover. There were some straight hits. It was just fantastic, clean batting. And I think there was a great stat that no team had actually hit eight eight sixes in a women's T20. I think, Ashwin, you tweeted that from our account. No women, no no uh, women's T20 had seen eight sixes big hit. And Harman Preet in her innings of 105, 103 of 51 balls actually hit eight sixes all by herself. And then New Zealand came out with uh, kind of their own response and almost uh, did, did pretty well to get close. But in, in the end, India won by uh, 34 runs. And what I think that has done, and if you remember back last year or the year before when the um, Women's World Cup had taken place in England, Harman Preet had scored 171 against Australia and kind of gone ballistic there as well. When she got her 100, she 
had a go at a non-striker, non-striker was about to get run out. Because you can see the passion with which he plays a cricket. And I mean, it's just fantastic what she can do for the women's game in India. I think it's what Gavaskar, Tendulkar, and Virat Kohli did for the men's game. I mean, that is kind of the stature I think that she's slowly picking up, and it's great to watch. It's uh, the interest in the women's game is, is is increasing, and I mean, I think you're seeing that all over the world with the women's big bash coming up. I don't think we're far from where the uh, women's IPL is going to be played soon. And so it's actually becoming a viable option to play cricket for women in India as well as well as watch those games. I mean, I'm watching those games and it's good quality cricket. It's got a lot of skill involved. Obviously, a lot of power is coming to the game as well. So I think this World T20 is really going to be breakthrough for for uh, women's cricket as well. Yeah, interesting. You talked about power, right? I was reading an article or an interview of hers where she talked a little bit about how her dad's friends would come to drop her to the airport for a tour and just before she would leave they would kind of say like in hindi right like beta koi fayda nahi hai sixes maarne ki koshish karne ki aap singles aur doubles hi le lo playing out the whole thing is the main and she was she she was she gave it back she's like i guess this is for my dad's friends who didn't think that i could hit a six so it is really great to watch unfortunately i missed it i think ashwin saw it on hotstar he was mentioning ashwin it was it was it was great to watch yeah i mean phenomenal innings it's also interesting i, I caught most of the the second innings unfortunately i missed part of harmanpreet century but incredible match i mean more than anything i was saying at the time when we while watching it that there was i think 375000 people tuned in on hotstar which fine doesn't compare to the to the men's game but it's probably 374000 more than watched the game 5 years ago and I, you know i think it as fans of the sport and as podcasters and you know we it's important that we support the game as well the quality of cricket is top notch i mean punam yadav and i forget who is the other spinner bowled a beautiful 7 or 8 overs in the middle overs where they picked up five wickets between them some great catching in the outfield deepthi sharma took a couple of good catches so really top notch quick cricket and i mean as fans of the game you know i watch a lot of tennis that's another sport i watch a lot of and i am just as excited for for women's tennis as i am for men's tennis but the truth is that wasn't always the case either and so it is important that we keep supporting the game and i just feel really good about team india in this tournament i believe the aussies are the favorite for this one but it's also important to mention that you know while this is being heard as a podcast for most of you we are broadcasting this on facebook live and at the time of broadcasting this the india versus pakistan women's game has just started as well and india managed to pick up a wicket in the in the first over so pakistan was 2 for 1 so so far so good good start in that first over and let's hope the matches can keep the high quality that we see so far Yeah I am it's almost like they could make another chakde movie and I can imagine the australian team saying who's didi right like that was pretty iconic in the chakde movie yeah. <laughs> all right just so, just on that actually the uh, article that anesha ghosh has written on prickinfo which we've tweeted i think about harman preet I and mean, i think that's the article you referred to varun it's a really good article it's a really good profile i think of not only a cricketer but a person and to find out what kind of challenges she's gone through so i, I think some of our listeners would uh, should, should read that article and i think it's it's a really well written article by uh, anesha yeah the other one thing i'd quickly awesome. recommend is on hotstar for those of you who have the premium subscription there's a show called breakfast with champions that gorov kapoor hosts where he has uh cricket famous cricketers on so he's had like i've seen an episode with sachin and shikhar and things and so on i think the last episode of the second last one he had smriti mandana on the opening batsman and it's a fantastic conversation about her you know as she was growing up she uses a slightly heavier bat than most players and she's like there was, my big brother had a bat and i was i never had my own bat i used to play with his bat and then i kind of got used to it she there were no whites available for her 
when uh, for girls when she was growing up playing cricket and she got called to the india under 19 side at age 11 and so they took her brothers whites and her, her mom cut them short or got them altered and she went out to play and so just and and the same thing like she was a middle order lower order batsman and there was nobody to open so she went up and opened and now i mean she's has a contract in the women's big bash has made some really, really played some really big knocks both in england and australia so fantastic times i'd encourage people to go watch that episode as well because it's a really really fun episode awesome and in talking of stories and getting into the 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 person not just the cricketer DJ what the hell happened to Kohli this week man I think he was he was reading out some question or some comment of a fan on the app that said I like I like batsmen from other countries and Kohli kind of just said if you like batsmen from other countries you should go live there what is it man is this is this vegan diet really worth it is if it's going to drive you to make comments like that before you answer it's important to clarify he said i i like these the english and australians better than i like these indians uh which is okay. an important part of the phrasing for me true so so it's uh, it came in the context of the launch of his app i think so there was a question and answer session for launch, the launch of the virat kohli app so virat kohli is obviously joined illustrious people like akash chopra in having their own app Uh, so let's see how these apps do between themselves but i think in some ways it just sounds like a bit of a setup yeah it sounds like a pr for this app it really yeah. does i mean it's such a silly kind of thing it's a, i mean he doesn't really say who the fan is he's read out the tweet he pretends to get angry i mean maybe he actually got irritated by it and then the whole world kind of just overreacts to this guy got married in italy he likes hershel gibbs he likes roger <laughs> federer He's just like cool down, man. I mean, he, if you if you curse the guy and say I don't like you, you're overrated. Oh, I mean, the one thing is, if if it's not a publicity stunt, it will irritate him. I mean, the kind of pressure that these guys are under, it will irritate him. He'll say, okay, just I mean, he could have handled it a bit better. I yeah. I agree, and he came out and apologized for it later. He said that I'm not, I can't do the trolling. I'm only going to get trolled or something on Twitter later, but. Uh, it seems a bit too contrived a bit too convenient he's also like publicizing his uh, his shoe his shoes the 18 shoe that he's designed so he's like out there pu- pushing that stuff on social media continuously so i don't know i mean i can't be too fussed about it but i mean if he did have a little bit of a slip there i mean he's earned it he's been in the spotlight for so long why not that that's my two bits on that Fair enough. I mean, like, I think if it's a PR stunt, I think it's great. Everyone now knows Kohli has an app, and people are probably downloading it because it's Kohli. But if it was not a PR stunt, I genuinely think it's extremely stupid to come out and make a statement like that. Especially since you have a lot of fans in other countries who do say you are probably better than Smith or Coke or Williamson or Rude. So yeah, to me, I was just like stunned. I had to watch that two times to see did he really say that. Yeah, I, I don't know whether I agree with the point whether he's earned it, but yeah, I think don't don't. Uh, there's no need to troll so much for it. But uh, was, was but it yeah, live just, or was it recorded? Do you know whether it was live or whether it was recorded? Because if it's recorded, it's definitely set up. Because you wouldn't have let that get released. If yeah. it's live, I have a little bit of sympathy then. But otherwise, it may be contrived if it was if it was recorded. I don't know. So I I don't I my point of view is I don't know if. it was a pr stunt if it was that's fantastic etc like good job driving publicity for the app i think he was trying like there was a guy trolling him and he was trying to troll back 
And in the process of trying to troll back, if you wrote it out on Twitter, you would put these funny emojis and things that was made it obvious that you were trolling. And when you read it out, I mean, he's not an actor. When you read it out, it sounds like you're serious when he was just attempting to be a troll. So that's my take on it. But it was interesting because I was having lunch with a with a you know white Canadian friend of mine who has nothing, no idea about the world of cricket. And he asked me about this. He's like, oh, I read about this thing with the Indian captain where he told people to live in different countries. And I was like, how did you hear about this? This is the front page of BBC. So it's a pretty interesting, uh, pretty interesting news cycle that it's spread to people who are outside the world of cricket too. Yeah, and just in terms of like Kohli's profile outside India, I mean, after his last tour to England, everybody knows Virat Kohli. So, uh, I don't know whether you guys know, but my wife shares a surname with uh, with Kohli. And whenever she is like getting a courier delivery or a, uh, I don't know, like food delivery, and he turns up, she's like, are you any relation of Virat Kohli? And I mean, she has no interest in cricket, right? <laughs> so, she finds it really odd. But now everyone, like Uber drivers, delivery guys, they all know Virat Kohli. And I mean, everybody else as well who follows cricket. But he's got such a massive profile around the world. I'm not surprised it's made news in the BBC and stuff, to be honest. Dude, can you imagine if Virat Kohli was your Salah? Like, how great would that be? Yeah, at least I'd get tickets to the World Cup. That is literally the only thing I can think of right now. <laughs> it's literally the only only perk I can find in that situation. <laughs> yeah, man. And you'll probably get some good time with Ravi as well. Oh, yeah. Five old monks. Five old monks. Uh, that was a funny <laughs> meme. But anyway, let, let's move to the next one. And we have some interesting retirements this week. Two greats of the game, I would say. Rangana Herat and uh, Munaf Patel, who I can't believe somebody found him enough for him to tell people that he's retired. I thought he had gone missing as per the last news report. Ashwin, thoughts on these two retirements? Yeah, I mean, honestly, two icons of the game, right? Very, very <laughs> interesting to see them retire at the same time. No, I had the same reaction. Funny, I looked him up after I saw that he retired. And anybody know how old he is? Do either of you, does either of you have an idea how old Murav Patel is? 37? 30, 32. He's 35, which is a lot younger than I thought. But I mean, on the one hand, you have Herath who picked up 430-something test wickets, one of the the best left-arm spinner from a wicket standpoint in the history of the game. And we have Munaf who picked Wait, up... Wait, sorry. The best left-arm bowler in test cricket I guess from a wicket's true. perspective. I guess that's true. I didn't. I, I said spinner, but I guess he did cross Wasim. Ahead of ahead of Wasim Akram. He did cross Wasim Akram. This is the left best left arm bowler in the history of Test cricket. Who made his debut in nineteen? Nicely done. Yeah, good. Save. Seniors like trumped junior in a stat. <laughs> well said. Well played. Good knowledge. But on the other hand, you have Munaf Patel, who played 13 tests for India, to picked up 35 <laughs> wickets. So, you know, two icons of the game retiring. No, but it also One of the best spinners to have played for India as well, Munaf. <laughs> but Munaf always just looked so lost, man. Like, he had no idea. Like, I remember Dhoni telling him, like, I didn't tell you to field there. I told you to field there. Munaf is running on the other side. He, you know, bhai galti ho gai. And he's even made... Co- and... I mean, reporters have asked him, do you have any regret in retiring? I mean, was he even part of the plan? Like, was he, like, I don't know where, I don't know what the thing he was around that question. But he said that I have no regrets. All all the people I played with have, have retired already, except me. And, um, you know, you're making comments like that. So, yeah, Munaf. I mean, I, I personally remember Munaf for one cotton bolt of Kevin Peterson in the 2011 World Cup. In the game where it was a tie. Like, the ball came back so fast at him, he had no idea what happened. It kind of popped up on his chest and it just landed in his hand. And Kevin Peterson was shocked. Munaf was shocked. I think everyone in the stadium was shocked. So that's my memory of Munaf. But 
yeah, but but talking about Herat, I think the other stat that I saw on Herat is that post the age of 30, and of course this has to do with do with when he kind of started, etc. He has the most wickets for any bowler post 30. So I think in a time where Sri Lankan cricket went through a kind of mass exodus of of bowlers, this guy actually single-handedly won them like test matches, test series. Uh, we talked about, I think, G- Jimmy Anderson taking 100 wickets at Lords. I think Herath has got 100 wickets at multiple grounds in Sri Lanka. So, so, so really kind of big achievement. I think it was, uh, DJ, you said this, it was kind of fitting that he got run out and was the last wicket of the match. But yeah, I think, I think good career, good decision to kind of move on. I think age kind of uh, caught up with him. So, but uh, I think we'll, we'll miss Herath watching him bowl in Sri Lanka specifically. And... Talking about the India, uh, the, the England versus Sri Lanka series, uh, DJ, I think you've been a bit overly excited about the streaking going on. I haven't seen anything yet. Why, why don't you share a little bit? Yeah, so basically what's happened is, um, so let's start from the beginning, right? Before the series started, uh, there was a lot of noise created by the Bami Army and English fans that, oh my God, we're paying 50 times the price that uh, local pays and this and that and whatnot, okay? They're like tweeting to Swan and, I don't know, Jonathan Trott and all these ex-players. Can you do something about this? They're tweeting to Mahila Jayawardhane, Sangakara, this is unfair. How can this happen? Okay, fine. And nothing's done about it eventually. During this gold test match, there are two streakers that turn up. Including one, just after, like, in the dying moment of the game when Rangana Herath is retiring. It's his moment and all of this. One of these idiots decides to turn up and go streaking. And he's just like, have you no sense? No sense of culture. No sense of being appropriate. No sense of, like, occasion. I mean, Brits on holiday are literally the worst people. It's like they own the bloody planet. It's horrible to watch. I mean, you're just like, why Why do you do this in your own country? You'll never set foot in, in at Lord's or the Oval or Wimbledon again. Go and do it there. The fact that it's another country and it's like, okay, yeah, yeah you're never probably going to go back there. It means it's okay to like basically run around naked. I, I just find it amazing that the response from British uh, commentators on this kind of thing is like, oh, this is very amusing. But it's not amusing. Did you see the policemen just take the guy down? This I, is an I icon of that. Sri Lankan cricket who's retiring. It's his big moment. If some... Idiot had uh, run out when Alistair Cook was having his last moment. How old would that be? That would not have been fucking funny, would it? Sorry for swearing, but I mean, it's really irritating. It's inappropriate. It's not funny. And it's basically reflective of a culture which says, yes, we're going to pay and we're going to drink and we're going to do whatever we like. In, because we're not in our own country. So we're on holiday and every, all bets are off and do whatever we like. So it's really yeah. riled me up for some reason. And I mean, George Dobell came out and said, this guy is just an idiot. Why is he doing it? And other people are like, oh, it's a bit of a laugh. The Bami Army dare you to do it. I don't know whether they actually do that. But they pass a hat around and you get 500 quid if you do it. I mean, it's just reflective of a culture in decline. And a lack of sensitivity to other people's boundaries and culture. Which, frankly, I have no place for. And it really riles me up, to be honest. I don't know what do you guys think about this, Ashwin. I mean, I, I think your sentiment is correct. I think I echo it a little bit. I do I do understand the aspect of just having a little bit of fun, but I do 100% agree that 
it needs to be the same at home and away. It's like, you know, you hear the, the analogy a lot about, even in Indian culture, you, people travel to the West and will pick up their litter after them, and then at home, they'll throw things around. So why does the reverse apply for, for the Britishers on holiday? Like, everybody's okay treating the South Asian nations like, uh, like crap compared to their own country. So that was disappointing. I do think it's important really quickly to, to say it was a big 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 moment for england to win a, a test match in sri lanka after having lost many away matches on the road i think they lost seven in a row away keaton jennings notched up a century having not really done anything at all against india so really repaying the faith the selectors have showed in him to select again you could argue they didn't have another alternative but so some really standout performances good to see sam Curran hit 48 with the picked up 48 with the bat so you know, interesting decision for them not to play Stuart Broad for the first time after I don't know how long. But cool, very, very good to see. And of course, Moin Ali picked up, I think, eight or nine wickets by the end of it. So the spin trio of Ali, Rashid and Leach really unleashed on the on the Sri Lankan players. It will make for a great series. And folks as well. And folks, To keep course, best to yeah. you. I mean, I thought Crick Info had had a typo, man, because I read Ben Folks scored a hundred, and I was like, "Who the hell is Ben Folks? Shouldn't it be Ben Stokes?" We were one person away from Wokes, Folks, and Stokes all playing together. That would have been the dream. Yeah, that would have been the dream. Seriously. Um, yeah, but you're right. It'll make for a good series. I think Jimmy Anderson said it himself that actually picking up wickets on a on a Sri Lankan wicket is more satisfying than picking up wickets at Lords. So I think he's up for the challenge. I think great start to the series. Um, and, and like I said, a lot of cricket going on, so it, it should be fun to watch. Yeah, and I think last topic for today from our side is this, I don't know if everyone has seen this video of this rotating action bowler, right? This guy, actually, I don't know, do you guys know which game it was in? Uh, I think it, I think it was a domestic game. It was uh, a domestic game in India. Yeah, it was a domestic game in India. This guy almost came and did a 360 in front of the umpire and delivered the ball. I thought it looked great. I thought it was a fair delivery. But the umpire seems to have called it a dead ball. I yeah, I, I do have a knack for kind of copying bowling actions as well. So Ashwin has dared me to try that. So I will try it at some point. But it, it looks good. And, and the great thing is, uh, when you follow all these young cricketers on social media, they also loved it, right? So I saw Shreya Sayer in a bowling alley running up to bowl and did a 360 just before he went <laughs> off the ball. So I think everyone's having a lot of fun with it. I don't actually know what's in the rule books. But but yeah, it, it it was a it was a funny kind of uh, video to watch. I think it was a dead ball for deliberately distracting the batsman. Although the batsman seemed to play it pretty well and he didn't seem too fussed about it. But I mean, we've seen other bowlers just kind of stutter in their run up or like run in with their hands up and stuff. I think Jason Gillespie did that a long time ago. Or the Andre Russell to Shane Watson, where he kind of gave up midway. And yeah, then, like, yeah, and, oh. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And what I was just. Like, <laughs> Let's not forget Munaf, Munaf Patel, who used to dawdle in slowly. People weren't sure if he's ever going to make it to the end of his run-up or not, but then he managed. So yeah, yeah I, was, I was actually going to say, the reason I'm, I, Shami pisses me off is because he's like the sole successor of Munaf Patel, a guy who looks so disinterested while running into bowl. But Shami also, he's like the same category of bowler, just quicker and better. But I, I think that's why Shami annoys me because he reminds me so much of Munaf. But hey, Munaf is a World Cup winner, man. He's uh, yeah. you can't take that away from him. Exactly. I, I don't think he played the final though. Shishan took his spot uh, did, equally. Did, no, it Shishan took Nehra's spot. What are you saying? Oh yeah, and Shishan took Nehra's spot. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Because Nehraji had his finger broken. 
trying to take a catch in against Pakistan in Mohali. But what do you think uh, Munaf's plan is after he retires? Dude, I was looking it up during the show. He played his last domestic game in May 2017. So he's already been retired for 18 months. Like it's been a year and a half. So now he decided to announce it for some reason to get in the media. Maybe he's releasing an app or something. Who knows? But yeah, dude. <laughs> but why would you retire 18 months after the last domestic match you played, which was for the Gujarat? The Munaf Patel sleep app. Munaf app Patel. Sorry, that was a bad one. ரோஹித் <laughs> Um, you sounding like yeah, me so, now man what's up what's up with that <laughs> but on that note i think four overs are up india is 27 for one chasing i think 181 so or 31 for one sorry it should be a good game uh, watch i think about an hour to go and uh, that's the end of this week's episode tune in with us next week do share this with your friends i've been asked by dj ashwin to say i think something along the lines of pay it forward so tell three people they'll tell another three people they'll tell another three people that's how we grow um and hopefully we can one day aspire to have an app of our own so thank you guys for tuning in and we'll see you we'll see you next week hello 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 everybody it's been another great week on the IVM podcast network on what the hell navya jabachan chwetananda navya herself dish out stories from their childhood they discuss tough love between parents and their kids On Pesa Vesa, Anupam talks to Baman Irani, President-elect Kredai, and Chairman and MD at Rustamji. They discuss the concept of buy versus rent and how to approach buying property in 2022. On Cock and Bull, Cyrus is joined by Meghnath and comedian Shahid Shafi. They discuss their opinions on the ongoing Congress presidential elections and Prashant Kishore embarking on a padyatra. On the Life Manifesto, Zarina narrates a story that advocates that stress and emotions are not to be controlled but must be beautifully managed. And on the Filter Coffee podcast, Karthik is joined by Yashraj Akashi, senior ambassador of the TEDx program and curator of TEDx Gateway. They discuss the origin story of TED and its franchise model. Guys, go to our website ivmpodcast.com. You can check out the merch store, also links to all of our social media stuff, which is at IVM Podcast. Also do check out our YouTube channels. We have a number of channels with many of your favorite shows available as full video podcasts. Finally we'd like to thank our sponsors this week Volvo XC40 Recharge, Bumble, Heads Up for Tails and HDFC Mutual Fund. Thank you so much for making this possible. Do you often find yourself surrounded by conversations about web3, blockchain, NFTs, DAOs? What are these terms and how do they affect our future on the internet? So many questions, but don't worry, we've got answers to all your questions. Hi, I'm Eklavya Bhattacharya and on our show Future Proofing, we try to decode the impact of these future technologies on various industries with experts and tech enthusiasts. Tune into new episodes coming out every Thursday on the IVM podcast app and the website or wherever you get your podcasts from. Working Monday to Friday glued to your chair making you feel dull? Worry not. Get your 5-minute weekly dose of travel around the world with postcards from nowhere. Join me every Thursday 
as I explore the strange, obscure and fascinating parts of the world and bring out facets of travel you may not have thought of before. You can find us on the IBM Podcast app, website or wherever you get your podcast from.